0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Turnbase, the RPG podcast here at TheCoalition.com. This is David Jagno, your usual host, and this is episode 31. I'm joined by my typical partner in crime here, Gary. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hey, what's up? This is Gary Swaby, the show producer. Good to be back on another Turnbase.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. Not really, but... (laughs) Actually, I have. Part of the end of this show has a special segment that we planned for everybody, which you know if you've read the title and read part of the uh, description already. So there's something special happening later on, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, But first, let's talk about what we've been playing. Uh, For me, I've I've been playing a lot of stuff, just very recently even. Um, Oh yeah, definitely.
1: I, I know you've been playing loads.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, first of all, South Park, obviously, been playing that. Um, I'm also in the process of reviewing a game for mmorpg.com called Valdis Story. It's a 2D side-scrolling RPG. It's uh, kind of like Dust and Elysian Tale, if everyone, if you've ever played that. Uh, this is a Kickstarter game, actually. It's pretty good, so I've uh, been playing that recently. But then, besides that. I recently got a PS4, finally. Uh-oh. So I am now the owner of a next-gen, or should I say current-gen console. I'm up to date. Uh, this is, act- fun fact, this is actually the soonest I've ever purchased a new console from its release date. Uh, prior to this, I think the soonest was a Wii. I got that about a year
1: after it launched. So... Oh, wow. So you're stepping your game up now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is... Well, Okay, I bought the Vita on launch day, but that isn't a console console, it's a handheld. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving it, I'm going to save my impressions for later, uh, but spoiler alert, it's awesome. I uh, I really do like it. I mean, the reason why I didn't buy one on launch, I still feel like I was justified in, and I could have waited a little bit longer, and that's just because there wasn't a killer game I was dying to play. Um, yeah,
1: same here, because I, I went back and forth on it for a long time. Like, I had it pre-ordered, I cancelled, I pre-ordered it again and cancelled. So I was going back and forth on it. But, like, to me, it just wasn't worth the, the value at the time, like, the price at the time. Because, um, yeah, there just wasn't that many games. The Killzone was literally the only one I wanted to play, like, really badly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I still kind of feel that way. Like I'm I'm still waiting on Infamous, that's the game that I bought it for. The reason why I bought it now is specifically because um it was in stock on Amazon, obviously, so you know that was kind of a sign that it came in stock just a couple weeks before Infamous comes out. Um I'm not gonna get the infamous bundle specifically because I anticipate getting a review copy, hopefully. So I wanted to just buy the base system itself. And since it was in stock, it's a couple of weeks away from launch. I figured I might as well get it now, get familiar with the console before the game comes out. And so it was good timing. But yeah, I'm yeah. going to give my actual impressions on the system a little bit later. Um,
1: and let me just say as well that I will also have a PS4 this month. Because, you know, if one member of Turnbase gets a, a console, <laughs> then the other one is going to follow suit. So, yeah. Was you gonna say something else?
0: No, no, that that's okay. it. Um, that I mean that covers like, what I've been playing like really. Worth, no, no, that that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'll talk about the PS4 games a little bit later, but there's not any RPGs on there. So,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, you go ahead. Okay, so as far as what I've been playing, um, I finally beat the final boss on um, Lightning Returns, uh, which is a tough one because like he has like four forms and. um... I discovered something, actually, like, because after I beat the game, like, I saw the ending and everything, I went into, I decided to go into New Game Plus, and I discovered that it's introducing new mechanics in New Game Plus, so, like, now you can upgrade your weapons and shields and stuff, like, and you couldn't do that the first time around, which is quite odd, because it's like they're kind of forcing people to play it more than one time. Which is really weird, like, that's something that should... That's Mm. a feature that should have been in the original playthrough, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because they let you um, upgrade your... They let you level up your your magic and everything, the first playthrough, but they don't let you upgrade your weapons and shields and stuff, which is quite baffling.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I
1: mean... But... Yeah, go on.
0: I'm... Maybe it's because I just got a PS Four and I have a bunch of stuff I am reviewing, but I am struggling to motivate myself to play that game. I, I think uh-huh. I am going to have to restart it soon and just start over on easy, so I can make it a less frustrating experience and I can just get through it. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I want to play it. You know, I want to see how it ends. I love Lightning. The game is fun. I did like it what I played. It's just like I don't know. It seemed like it came out at a bad time.
1: Yeah, I think it did.
0: You know, because yeah, the game, people for, have already forgotten about it. You know, people are looking forward to Titanfall and Infamous now. That, yeah. You know, Lightning Return should have came out probably, like, before the PS4 did, or in January.
1: Yeah, it should have came out in January, I think. Yeah. Because there was, like, nothing to play then. So, yeah. Besides that, I um, decided to start playing Dragon's Crown, because um, I yeah. got it for my birthday. Um uh, Shouts to Carl Daniel, he bought it for my birthday, and um, I decided to finally start playing it. I have the Vita version, and I'm enjoying it so far because um, I really kind of needed something that um, didn't need as much concentration. And this is the perfect game because, you know, it's got the whole fantasy element to it. You can um, You can trade stuff, level up your weapons and all that stuff, but, you know, it's also fast-paced action, you know, like side-scrolling and everything. So, that's pretty cool. And hey, it's got women with big breasts, so, you know. How yeah, can you so this that? is
0: this is the question then. <laughs> Which class did you play?
1: The sorceress. Oh, okay. I chose the
0: sorceress. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. My main thought process going into that was I'm going to pick the one with the biggest breasts, and she was it, so yep, yeah, that's what I went with
0: Okay. I'm no comment Uh, I'm not surprised (laughs) that's
1: for sure I'm sure like millions of other people did the same thing so no shame in my game but yeah that's pretty much all I've been playing Uh, I did play Walking Dead as well but it's not really an RPG so I won't expand on it plus I already spoke about it on the co-op anyway so yep that's pretty much it okay
0: that sounds cool that's about all I've been playing as well we need to play some Dragon Crown I've I'm holding the box in my hand right now. I just reached over and got it on my shelf. So uh, we should we should definitely play some. I haven't played in a long time. So
1: yeah, you got the um, console version, right?
0: Right, right. But they added the yeah, multiplayer. it's
1: crossplay, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is so definitely, definitely
0: cool. And also, I just want to go on record real quick. A lot of games nowadays don't have manuals inside their boxes. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you got the physical copy or or not, but...
1: Yeah, I got the physical copy.
0: Okay, I don't... Is is there a manual in the Vita version? Because the one in the PS3 case is, like, a very nice manual by today's standards.
1: There's nothing at all in the Vita
0: version. Oh, that's... Okay, yeah. See, the PS3 manual is full color. (laughs) It's, like, 20 pages. It describes every class, all their different, like, abilities. It tells you about all the features in the game... I mean, it's, like, one of the best manuals I've seen in recent years. It also has a really cool cover with a really cool dragon on it. So, yeah, that's a little random aside, but if you like manuals, then you should buy Dragon's
1: Crown.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Especially for PS3 games, you know, because you have to wait for them to install. So it's nice having a manual so you can just, like, flip through it and read about the game before you play it.
1: Oh, yeah, but I'm sure nobody would do that anyway, like, they probably on their computers or something while it's installing.
0: Oh, like dumb. me. They're
1: dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. I don't think anybody reads manuals anymore, to be honest, but they are nice to look at when they're well-designed, when, like when companies actually put the effort into them.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next, I guess we can cover some of the news topics. Uh, first, just a couple updates on some reviews. Uh, for the first... Update. Uh, Garrett reviewed Final Fantasy VI on the iOS. Um, I have not played the game in a long time, but I do remember how great it is. The takeaways I got from the review, and you should definitely go read it if you're if you're a fan of the game or if you're interested in knowing how it turned out on iOS. Um, but the takeaways I gathered were that I mean it's an it's a faithful and accurate recreation of the game. You know, like it's it's pretty much the same game on iOS. But the graphics are a lot different. They updated all the graphics. And some of it doesn't really jive to me and to Garrett. He kind of agreed. Like, the sprites look out of place with the rest of the game. They're too colorful, and they don't really fit. Oh, okay. And And I don't like the dialogue boxes and the text itself. Like, you know, an RPG like this, you're going to be reading text for the majority yeah. of the game. And it looks strange to me it does not it's not stylized at all. it's like Arial, basically, and they just stuck <laughs> it on there and it's like big white letters. I don't know I don't think it looks very good the HUD I don't like um but i mean it's it's Final Fantasy six if you haven't played it, then this is a good way to play it. You have it in your pocket at any time and he he did say it was still great, you know gave it eighty three so um you know if you haven't played it, I would definitely recommend it but does not seem to be the best version of that game
1: yeah shouts to garrett man because you know i don't i know he does a lot of mobile gaming as well so it's good to get that review from him but me personally like the thought of playing a final fantasy game on mobile never really appealed to me like that um i have um i have one of them i can't remember what it's called off the top of the head but i think it's more designed for mobile anyway Mm -hmm. so that one was okay but like for a main game like this in the series, I would rather play it on Vita, to be honest, or on console. Because I I played uh, Final Fantasy 4 on Android, on the Android tablet, and I didn't even like that, even with the bigger screen and everything. So, yeah, I mean, to each their own, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Um, I mean, for me, like, if I have to choose between playing an RPG like that, on my TV or on a a more handheld device like a phone or the Vita. I'm typically gonna choose my T V. Yeah. Just typically for me, even you know, even old school games, you know, even games like Final Fantasy Six and Four and Five, all those games, like sure it's nice to have in your pocket, but at the end of the day, you know, whenever I play a Final Fantasy, I just wanna sit down in front of the T V for a few hours. And, I mean, I, I like retro games on a TV. Like, I like the way they look. I, I like the visuals, and I'm a fan of those kind of games. So some people prefer it on a handheld, but I, I typically prefer most games on TV if I have a choice.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yep. Well, I guess that's why we have the worst podcast in the world, because we always agree with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, need a, we need a troublemaker on the show. Like, where's Rich when you need him? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, next is a game that I know you haven't played yet, and it's a game that Ed claimed none of us would ever play, and that is South Park, The Stick of Truth, which turned out to be absolutely fantastic. You know, I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but I couldn't read too many details because I was still under embargo. Um, but, yeah, the game's amazing. Like, it, it is everything that you would want out of a South Park game and more, basically. Like, the RPG mechanics are great, I think. I mean, they're not as deep as something like Final Fantasy, but, you know, they're way better than I expected. There's actual depth to the combat. There's, like, customization that's crazier than I ever thought there would be. It's hilarious. I mean, the game is just all-around great. If you're a fan of South Park, you, you need to play this game. That's all I have to say. I gave it a 90,
1: so... Yeah, that, that was an awesome review as well. And, um I mean, I haven't played the game yet, but, you know, I'm hearing nothing but good things about it from you and everybody else. So, um I mean, I was going to wait until the price dropped a little bit, but hearing all this praise for the game is making me want to bite the bullet and just get it, you know, because I do want to get my PS4, so I think it would be a good idea for me to play this, you know, before I get my PS4, ju- just to ensure that I do play it. 'Cause I don't well, want to miss out on.
0: Well, I mean keep in uh, mind that you can always get it on PC.
1: Well yeah, I was I was planning on getting it on PC anyway. Oh okay. But, okay. Uh, but you know, if I do have my PS four I'm probably not gonna play it because, you know, I'll <laughs> <be> <laughs> playing the new console.
0: But I know man, yeah. don't remind me. I just got <laughs> it. I'm looking at my shelf right now. I've got Beyond I Need to Finish, uh Nino Cooney, Lightning Returns, White Knight Chronicles.
1: And you that's, might as well write write them off
0: because you never know, <laughs> <you know. laughs> see. I, I don't know about that. There's not really that many games on PS4 anyway, so it's not like it's going to be taking my time too much. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I guess so.
0: Okay, well, we got the new reviews covered, so now we can move into some of the quick news topics. Um, first, this this would be awesome. The first thing that we're going to talk about. Uh, apparently, there is some rumblings that. It, Possibly Mass Effect Trilogy could be coming to next gen consoles, mm-hmm. I think that would be great. I mean, I've already played it on p c and I' even reviewed it on p s three for p s uni so I've got all three on both systems, but if it came to p s four I think I would probably get it again.
1: okay, well, you think that's awesome. um I completely disagree, so you know at least we disagree on something <laughs> fine. <laughs> In my opinion it's too soon like I mean it's not like the the old games look that bad like it, it, they just pretty much came out a few years ago you know like I, I don't think it needs a HD remake or anything like or a remake for next gen I mean it's more con- for convenience than anything like just having it on your your new console at your disposal but for me personally like it it just kind of seems a bit too soon in my opinion, like...
0: Uh, a, I don't know, I mean, really look, look at how soon Tomb Raider came out on PS4 and Xbox One.
1: like, yeah, less, I, I didn't like that Like, less than a year
0: either. after it came out.
1: I think that was too soon as well. But,
0: yeah, I think that was too yeah. soon, but, you know, like, a lot of people still haven't played Mass Effect. And I, I think if they could put all three on the new systems and all the DLC... And that would revitalize the multiplayer. Like, I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, for those who haven't played it and still want to, I guess, Um, I don't know how many people there are like that, but, yeah, I mean, that is cool for those people, especially if they plan to move forward with the the, the series, with new games and everything. I guess it's good to bring on new yeah, people. Yeah, yeah,
0: and see, but, like, like, what it would do is it would create it would con- it would create a fan base for that franchise on the new systems, because a lot of people yeah. you know that have the new systems they maybe didn't play them, so this would give them a chance to.
1: Okay, and also um, something I didn't think about. I guess this would allow you to have your save. You know, like if you Ooh, play the game. yeah, it again, yeah,
0: it. yeah. That that would be cool.
1: And maybe you can use your save for the next game or something.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'd be nice if they had a demo, but. People don't do demos like that usually that much anymore. It'd be nice if they had a demo of the new game, but I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it would obviously sell. I mean, that's the kind of franchise where as long as you have the Mass Effect name, people are there's going to be a several million people that are going to buy it no matter what. Yeah. So I don't and know. They know that. So it, it it seems like something that they would do, especially since they already have the trilogy, they already released that on the current gen. So I don't see why they wouldn't just you know, improve it a little bit and port it over to the next gen. Seems like it'd be pretty easy. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, next. This is kind of a, sh- a short, quick news story. In the most recent edition of Kickstarter Weekly, Garrett talks about a game called Dark Blood Chronicles. Uh, there's actually an interesting backstory to this game. It's, it was originally made in RPG Maker, and it was published mm-hmm. by Blossom Soft, and the head of that Blossom Soft uh, indie publishing studio, they also published, uh, what? there's a relatively popular RPG Maker game series, I'm trying to remember, Eternal Eden, that's what it's called. Uh, they're the same people that did that game. And it's, you know, they're, they're pretty popular in the RPG Maker community. The guy that is actually the head of the Blossom Soft studio is the manager of the Facebook page RPG Games. And so I actually know that guy. He made me a manager of the page, too. Um, turns out that they canceled their Kickstarter for Dark Blood Chronicles. The game's already finished. They were running a Kickstarter to raise funds in order to update all the graphics and make it uh, look better and kind of replace all the assets and that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure why he canceled it. It, w- it wasn't doing very well, but you know there was still quite a bit of time left. So, I don't know, maybe they're looking for other funding means. Um, definitely should go check the game out and look at their Kickstarter page still. It has a lot of information about the game. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It's kind of like a dark horror-themed RPG. So there's there's not really a whole lot of those kind of games.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Sounds cool. Yep, and it's a... Uh, maybe it's it'll be some type of subliminal motivation for us to revisit things
1: that we <laughs> I, was, I, was think, I was thinking i that too yeah i mean seeing all these great things that people do with the rpg maker it just it kind of inspires you to like you know try your own thing but i mean the, the program can be a little bit overwhelming just because there's like so many things you can do with it but i mean like it's actually not that hard to do if you put your, your heart and soul into it i think so yeah we definitely gotta get motivated
0: Yeah, I mean, take it from me. Like, I'm the kind of person that I've never taken any type of programming class in my life. You know, I I understand very, very basic HTML and CSS, and that's like the farthest my knowledge of computer any type of stuff goes. And Mm. it was pretty easy for me to learn. You just have to be patient. You know, there's there's tutorials on YouTube. The, The forums are incredibly active, and people are very, very helpful. And, I mean, you can do so many things with that program that you wouldn't think just looking on its surface. So, I mean, there's, there's so much you can do with it. And if you're ever wanted to make an RPG, but you think you don't have the time or knowledge, that's what th- this program is made for those kind of people. So, yeah. definitely check it out. And I did review it, so you should check that out too on the Coalition. I, uh, posted up a review of the program when it first launched, the newest version when that first launched. Um, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Um, Next are two RPGs that are coming out this year, two of the most anticipated and highly regarded RPGs this year. Uh, First is Dark Souls 2. It's releasing on consoles this week. By the time you listen to this podcast, it's probably already out. Um, But they still don't have a PC release. Or wait, I'm sorry. Scratch that. (laughs) It's coming out on PC on April 25th. it was uh they had previously not announced it. I think they just said it. Um but the specs are out for the PC version of Dark Souls. Um they're not very demanding. Um, surprisingly enough. I mean the game looks great, but the minimum specs are pretty low. I mean only two two gigs of RAM, you know? Like that's pretty good. Yeah, for graphics, uh, GeForce G Force ninety six hundred G T <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> you can play this game on any PC made that's, that you've bought or had built in the past, like, seven years, probably.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, it's surprisingly low setting. Even the recommended one only recommended GTX 465.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty... Those are pretty low specs, considering, like, yeah. the game itself looks pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm going to go and be that guy right now. I'm going to go ahead and say... That I'm assuming this is because it's on PS3 and 360, and it's not yeah. on PS4 and Xbox One. It's a classic case of the consoles bottlenecking the game. Yeah, definitely. And this game was clearly made as a console first experience because Demon Souls was on PS3 only, then Dark Souls was on 360 and PS3 first, and now this one's even coming out on consoles, you know, two months in advance. So yeah. Or not, not too much. About a month, month and a half. So I mean, it, they're clearly designing this game for consoles first, which is fine. You know, that's not that big of a deal. But it is unfortunate that you know the PC version is probably going to be the least best version, and the spec. But the spectral though. So I mean, it lets a lot of people play the game, which is which is good. But yeah, keep an eye. Will on you them. be buying that okay. game? Oh no, I have a review copy coming.
1: Alright. It's
0: unfortunately not um here yet because they sent the wrong platform at first. So
1: it's Did you get um did you get the Lost Dark Souls?
0: The first Dark Souls I have played, I have not purchased it or beaten it, but I did play Demon Souls quite a bit. That was one of my first PS three games I ever bought. And so I played that one a lot. And I played Dark Souls some, so I'm pretty familiar with the franchise. They're... To be honest, I think it's a little bit um, marketing as far as the difficulty goes. It's not as hard as everyone says it is. But that could also just be because I'm a pretty patient gamer, and I don't really run into situations without knowing what I'm doing, like a lot of people do.
1: Yeah, see, like, for me, I I played Dark Souls 2 at E3 last year, and that's the the worst place to play it because, like, you don't have... You don't have the time to really like concentrate on what you're doing. You're
0: no, just that, like, that running is, it. I think, so. like conventions, the worst games to play at conventions are either very, very narratively driven games. Like I would never want to play a Telltale game at a convention. Like it would ruin everything. I, and then also games that I think are very stealth driven. Like I don't, I don't like playing those kind of games at conventions either, because I feel like you know, you're not given the opportunity to really take your time. You feel rushed all the time. Yeah. And I mean, Dark Souls isn't a stealth game, but it's a very intense game. We'll say that. Yeah. So I, I can understand yeah. how the game would be frustrating to play in a convention setting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I got my ass handed to me when I played it, but the people <laughs> there were so nice, like the people who worked for, um, uh, who was it, Namco? Uh,
0: who made the game? yeah. I believe it's made by From Software, and I think it's developed by Namco. Or, I mean, published by Namco is what I meant. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, the people were from Namco. But, yeah, they were so nice. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm interested in trying this one, so I might get it when it comes out for PC. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're good games. I definitely recommend them. And the next one is one I'm sure you're excited for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, you know, I didn't play Dragon Age 2. I have not played it. I have not finished Origins, but I played a lot of oh it. Oh, my God. I played a lot, though. Okay? I played a bunch. Back I'm disappointed. I f- back when I first got the game, I had, like, one faction left to unite or whatever, and I had played some of the DLC. So I played quite a bit. I just haven't finished it. So I'm sorry. I apologize. I accept your apology. But you've for now. never you've never finished a Zelda game, so I don't really care about how you feel. Too sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really haven't uh, looked up too much information about Inquisition. You know, to be honest, like I don't really know too much about the game. Um, the most recent trailer they revealed, I really liked. You know, I thought it did a really good job of kind of showing you the scale. Which I think people want to see after Dragon Age two. They want to know that this game's gonna be a big open world experience again. Yeah. And so what, yeah, I, what were your thoughts on that most recent trailer?
1: Oh, I loved it. I I loved what I saw. Um the uh, of course it's on Frostbite, which is great. And it looks great. Uh it kinda reminds me of Skyrim. It's got that Skyrim vibe to it, which is cool. Um and, yeah, I mean, the main complaint with Dragon Age 2 was, like, there wasn't many places to go. And the places you did go to, all the resources had been recycled, basically. Like, you, you'd you go to a dungeon, and it would look exactly the same as a dungeon you went to, like, uh, before halfway through the game or something. Like, there, there wasn't much variety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one of the biggest complaints, and it's good to see that this time it's it seems like it's gonna be a lot more open, a lot more different places to visit. And um I, I think it's set in Orlais, which is good because, you know, that's the area everyone's always wanted to explore. Um so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the storyline, I haven't read up too much about so, it either. Okay, but,
0: you kind of explain to me a little bit. The setting, is that different than where the first game took place? Is it like a different province or something? Yeah, it's
1: like it's like a different um, region, basically. Um, the, it's, it's set in Orlais, which is like their version of France, because um, they they have like the French accent or whatever. You know, um, what's her name, Leliana? Mm-hmm. From the first game. It's where she comes from, basically.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so I didn't realize the Dragon Age universe was that large. Like, they had different provinces and stuff? Yeah.
1: Okay. They
0: have
1: different,
0: yeah. Okay, so it's kind of trying to get on the scale of Elder Scrolls, almost. You know, they're trying to make it a bunch of different provinces and games in different areas, and
1: Oh yeah, there's a lot of different areas they mention in the game that like you don't actually get to see or anything, so I'm sure that there's plenty they could do with it. And um also I'm not quite sure if that's what it was, but there was like in the trailer there was like a dark area with like lots lots of rocks and stuff. Um I'm wondering if that was in the Fade, cause, um oh, in the first Dragon Age you go and... <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, hated, well, that. hated that <laughs> But yeah, I mean, um, the fade is a really important part of the game. Because it's like, it's like a dream slash death world sort of thing. So I'm wondering if that's gonna play a part in it again. Which would be cool. And also, um, the maker lives in there, like in the black city, which is uh, really high. It's like a city above the fade or whatever. So I'm wondering if that's gonna come into play at all.
0: Okay, okay. Well, Okay, here, you have my word. I will beat Dragon Age Origins before Inquisition comes out.
1: I have your word on that.
0: If I don't, then... I don't know. We'll come up with some type of punishment. But <laughs> I I, I promise that that is, that is what I will do. Does it have a release date yet, or is it just fall? I think
1: it's just fall.
0: Which basically means November for games.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <Yeah. laughs> It'll
0: come out... The same week as, like... Does Witcher 3 have a release date yet?
1: I was actually thinking of that game. Um, I don't think it does.
0: Yeah, watch. Witcher 3 and Dragon Age are going to come out on, like, the same week, and (laughs) I hope
1: not.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's going to happen, dude. That's what they always do. They're stupid.
1: I really hope that doesn't happen, because, like, I'll be so conflicted and... It's, it's gonna be hard to play both those games at the same time, amongst other games as well that will be coming out. See, Witcher right, three,
0: itch, what it needs to do is come out in the summer, like after E three, like July or August. That would be perfect yeah. for a game like that because there's nothing else like that that comes out in the summer.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think that's gonna happen though because if it was gonna happen, they probably would have announced it already.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. <sighs> game industry, man, it's full of full of dummies. <laughs> all right well that pretty much covers our um news topics uh what's left are two more segments first of which is a special one that we are planning just for this episode of term based it's something that's happening right now um dragon age inquisition ea they have um sent out a notice that lets you record your voice and read a script And submit it to them, and they will select someone, or possibly two people. I'm not really sure, to be NPCs in Dragon Age Inquisition. It says they'll fly you out there. You'll get to record in the studio. You get to become, you know, like an actual voice actor for a game, and it's pretty cool. It's open to anybody. Anybody can read the script, read their, uh, record their voice, and send it in. So, what we've decided to do is provide the listeners of TermBase the opportunity to hear our auditions. And it's probably going to be terrible, (laughs) letting you know right now. Uh, Neither one of us are very confident about our submissions, um, and neither one of us have heard the others. So what we've designed is right now live on TermBase, we're going to play them. So you'll hear it, and then you'll hear our live reactions to the submissions (laughs) themselves. And uh, so you've been warned. It's pretty bad. Uh, there are two different <laughs> scripts that each of us are going to read, so you're going to hear four different dialogues. Um, pre- you need to pay attention to the um, character that starts each of the different dialogues, because there's um, there's the inquisitor, who's a player character, and then the NPCs. The NPCs are the ones that the that we are auditioning for, and you're welcome to audition for them as well. Um, so those are the ones you need to pay attention to. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to them, and you're going to hear them as well, and then we're going to provide our feedback for what we just heard. <laughs> so first, uh, I, guess, I guess I'll guess i go first. Um, so, Gary, mm-hmm. what you can do is play the Script 1 Villager line, and everyone is going to hear me do the Villager.
1: Okay, so I'm going to listen to it right now.
0: Oh, if it isn't the Inquisitor. What do you want with us?
1: I want nothing from you. Has there been trouble in the area?
0: Trouble? (laughs) I have lost two sons and a sister to this war. (laughs) Everyone around here has lost someone. Is that trouble enough for you, your worship?
1: I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do?
0: You can turn right around and leave the way you came.
1: I didn't start this war. I'm trying to stop it.
0: Does it matter? I know you. I know people like you, playing your games, sending my boys to fight your battles. When it's all over, do you think it makes a whit of difference who wins? Gaspard or Celine? All the same to us, down here in the dirt.
1: It'll make a difference. I'll make sure things get better.
0: Just words. It'll be better when the dead come home, and not even the maker can do that. There you go.
1: <laughs> Can you talk like that all the time?
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. That's my
0: villager voice. There you go. <laughs> okay, so um, that that was my villager. Not too proud, but that's okay. I did my best. Hey,
1: you, I think you did a good job there. I like that. Oh,
0: well, thanks. Okay, now I'm going to be listening to Gary's Villager, so get ready to listen to Gary. All right, I'm playing now.
1: Oh, if it isn't the Inquisitor. What do you want with us?
0: I want nothing from you. Has there been trouble in the area?
1: Trouble? <laughs> I've lost two sons and a sister to this war. Everyone around here has lost someone. Is that trouble enough for you, Your Worship?
0: I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do?
1: You can turn right around and leave the way you came.
0: I didn't start this war. I'm trying to stop
1: it. Does it matter? I know you. I know people like you. Playing your games. Sending my boys to fight your battles. When it's all over, do you think it makes a whit of difference who wins? Gaspard or Celine? All the same to us, down here in the dirt. It'll make a difference.
0: I'll make sure things get better.
1: Just words. It'll be better when the dead come home, and not even the maker can do that.
0: <laughs> you sound like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> you didn't change your voice much at all.
1: <laughs> I already have the accent.
0: You just made it even more British. Nice, nice. There
1: you go. <laughs> Yeah, I think you won that one. You won that round. No, I'm not sure
0: about that. (laughs) Okay, so next you can listen to my submission for the Seneschal. Seneschal? I don't even know how to say it. Uh, I think it's Seneschal. Seneschal. Yeah, Yeah. this character is less serious. It is a very quirky kind of... It's a character that I imagine more in Final Fantasy than a Dragon Age game. (laughs) Like, it reminds me of Chocolina, almost. (laughs) Alright, so so go ahead and listen. I'm about to
1: listen to it. Listening now.
0: The estate was utterly stripped of joy when Lilliorzette disappeared. The dowager is distraught, hasn't taken supper in days. Days!
1: I see. Is it possible she's been assassinated?
0: (gasps) We don't talk like that. It's unthinkable. No, absolutely not. Not dead. Please, we're begging you, the Inquisition has access to resources, information, if anyone can locate Rosette, you can. Look, I have the lady's favorite things, maybe these will help.
1: A bell on a ribbon, and a silk pillow?
0: Not just any silk pillow, it's filled with honeysuckle and mint. She goes quite mad for the blend, and tell your men they might lure her with salted cod, but only on Sundays.
1: Wait, Lady Rosette (laughs) is a cat? You send an urgent missive asking the Inquisition for help in finding a lost cat.
0: She's not just a cat; she is the cat. Why, even Empress Celine was visiting the chateau. Later, Rosette slipped curled around the Empress's head. Tell me, who else has dared embrace the imperial crown in such a brazen fashion? Who else has been allowed to use the Empress's own person? Rosette is special. Even Celine knows it.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised, like that you sped through that, cause. Cause that script was a real mouthful, like, and you sped right through it. So I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, that one took the most takes for me. Because <laughs> the on the side it said frantic, you know, so it was supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to sound kind of frantic, but it was it was difficult.
1: Yeah, that was that was really difficult. Like I had a hard time putting the emotion into that one.
0: So. Well, yeah. well, let's see. <laughs> Here I'm about to start listening to yours. Right now.
1: The estate was utterly stripped of joy when Lady Rosette disappeared. The dowager is distraught. Hasn't taken supper in days. Days.
0: (laughs) I see. Is it possible she's been assassinated?
1: We don't talk like that. It's unthinkable. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Not dead.
0: This is awesome!
1: (laughs) Please, we're begging you, the Inquisition has access to resources, information. If anyone could locate Rosette, you can. Look, I have the lady's favorite things. Maybe these will help.
0: A bell on a ribbon and a silk pillow?
1: Not just any silk pillow. It's filled with honeysuckle and mint. She goes quite mad for the blend, and tell your men they might lure her with salted cod, but only on Sundays.
0: Wait, Lady Rosette is a cat? You sent an urgent missive asking the Inquisition to help in finding a lost cat.
1: She's not just a cat, she's the cat. Why, when Empress Celine was visiting the chateau, Lady Rosette slept cold about the Empress's head. Tell me, who else has dared embrace the Imperial crown in such a brazen fashion? Who else has been allowed to use the Empress's own person? Rosette is special, even Celine knows it.
0: That was pretty good, I think you won that one. Oh, you think so? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I take that as a compliment.
0: Yep. So you better get familiar with our voices because we're going to be in the next Dragon Age game.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I I think they'll have no choice but to pick us both.
0: Basically. I would encourage you to not look up other ones online because I can guarantee you that they're a million times better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> So you should definitely not do that because then it'll make us sound even worse. So
1: Yeah, I actually feel bad for the people at BioWare in charge of this competition. Oh because, my gosh. Like, they have They have like a really tough decision to make.
0: Yeah, they they really do. And I mean, it sucks that the like the instructions aren't very detailed, you know, cuz like they say that you don't really have to do an accent but I, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it automatically disqualifies me, basically. You know, they're not going to stick someone in there with a with an American accent into a game that's supposed to be in a fantasy version of France, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like it, I, I, I noticed a lot of uh, Americans um, doing this, and they actually, you know, tried to do the accent, and they nailed it pretty well, a lot of them. So I'm impressed with a lot of people. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's tough for you guys, though, because, yeah... I mean, a lot of the people who do do the voices in this game are... They're either British or Australian, and, yeah. I mean, there are Americans in it as well, but you have to be really good at changing your voice, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, it seems like British voice actors and just actors in general are are better at changing their accents. Like uh, Camila Mm -hmm. Luddington, for example. You know, she was Lara in Tomb Raider, and her natural Mm -hmm. voice... Her accent is British, you know, her voice in Tomb Raider is basically her normal voice. But then mm-hmm. she's on a show called Grey's Anatomy, which is an American drama, and her voice is okay. American, and you would never have guessed that that's not oh, yeah. her real voice. Or, uh, what's his face? Wolverine. What What's that guy's name? I forgot his name. Uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Like, his, he he has an accent, but you would never guess it watching the X-Men movies. He sounds so American.
1: Yeah, some people are really good at that. It's
0: crazy. That always
1: amazes me. Like, there's there's a lot of actors you would never guess that, like, they're from somewhere else other than America.
0: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But I will say Amy Adams has a terrible British accent. Have you ever seen American Hustle? And it's, no, I, I it's it. partly supposed to be bad because she's pretending to impersonate someone that's British. <clears> it's part of her <throat> scam, like, her front that she puts up. Yeah, but she's not very good at it. <laughs> so Okay. Well, uh now I'll just give some quick impressions on the PS4. Uh you've played the PS4 quite a bit, right? Gary over at Carl's and stuff. You just don't
1: own one. I uh, I never actually played it at Carl's much. Um that was I played the Xbox at his, but I did um go to a couple events. I got invited to some Sony events and stuff where I got to play it. Okay. So I never I never really, you know, had spent a lot of time with the the interface and everything like i i still I'm still not sure what quite happens when you launch the console like you know the sequence of how it starts up and everything so yeah I'm, there's there's still room for me to be blown away once I do get it I'm looking forward to that I've seen the UI and how everything's laid out seems interesting um is it very customizable like can you move things around
0: no and stuff if you can I haven't figured out how. There's a, there's a couple things about it that I love as far as the UI goes and a few things I don't. Overall, I think it's a huge improvement. Um, everything works very smoothly, very quickly. It's easy to navigate. Things are laid out very well. Um, it's just very fast. Like, it just works very quickly. And it, it kind of reminds me of, like, the first time I ever used a smartphone. You know, everything was so fast and fluid, and it just, like, reacted instantly to everything I pushed that's kind of how yeah. the ps4 is now like the ps3 i felt like it was the os had trouble keeping up with what you wanted to do but i feel like the ps4 is like just a million times more advanced it feels like a, a console from the future you know like whenever you sit down and use it like, you can you can be watching Netflix, go back to the menu, go to the store real quick, you know. You can look at your friends, go into a party chat, go back to Netflix, start w- back watching what you're doing. Everything is just super fast, and you, there's no downtime, there's no loading, there's no, you know, everything is just instant. And it's kind of crazy. But the thing that I don't like is how your applications are laid out. There's not like folders, like on the PS3, I really liked that, how you could separate it by PS4, or I mean PS3, PS1 classic games, you know, like downloadable PSN games. You could separate those folders, and I liked that a lot, especially with all the PS Plus stuff. It was good having that organization. But so far, maybe it's just because there's not much stuff out, but the PS4 is literally just a horizontal line of all of your applications mixed together. And oh, it only orders them, yeah. It only orders them based on what was most recently used. So like if I play Killzone and then I play Resogun and then I play Dead Nation, it'll be Dead Nation, Resogun, Killzone in that order. And it just orders them based on what was most recently used. So then like Netflix and Hulu is part of the TV section. Then you have the library section at the very end, which creates a grid of all your apps. But it's all the way at the end of the list, so there's no you would never use that because you're gonna have to scroll through them all anyway. And then it mixes in, like, the Internet browser and all this other stuff. And the only way to find stuff is to just scroll through until you find what you're looking for.
1: Wait, so there's not, like, a a quick way to go to, like, TV or, like, something like that?
0: You have to go down to the app section that I was just explaining. Hmm. It's just a horizontal bar and scroll over to it and hit it. Like, I, I would like for there to be, like, a way for you to... Like on the Vita, like customize, you know, this row, I want to have my four most used apps, you know, I want yeah. Netflix, and I want these three games. That's like That would make sense, but it's just a line, so
1: I, I'm assuming... Yeah, see, I, I thought that was the whole idea, like I thought they was going to have it more like the Vita, I thought, because cause you know, like, um, the PS3 is basically like the PSP, the right, XMB. Right,
0: right, yeah.
1: So I thought, you know, they this would be... Sort of like the beta in terms of how it's laid out and stuff, but I guess not.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of updates. Um, so I mean, I'm, that's all probably going to change. But as of now, it's a little, it's a little frustrating. But as far as like the actual usability and the features within the system, like the thing is just fantastic. I love. It. And as for as for the games, I've played, I played about 20 minutes of Contrast and I deleted it i thought it was pretty bad i didn't like it um resogun is awesome i really really like it it's better than i was expecting it's very addicting very fast very fun you know i'm not really the type of person that usually plays those kind of games where the entire purpose is just to get a higher score you know usually that doesn't appeal to me but resogun's fun like i really enjoy it and co-op is great um I play Blacklight a little bit, but I prefer the PC version of it, so I'm probably going to delete it off my PS4. I just, I don't know. I, it runs better on PC. I feel like I'm better at it on PC. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm better with a mouse and keyboard. I don't know. Like, the, the game's fun, though. I love that game. So if you haven't played it, I recommend it. I just prefer the PC version. Um Warframe, I have not played yet, but I do have it installed and updated. Um, Doki Doki Universe, haven't played yet. Um... Escape Plan, haven't played yet. Um, let me think. Killzone. Killzone, that's the big one. That's the one that I actually bought a physical copy of. Uh, the single player, I haven't gone very far. So I haven't. I can't really say too much about that yet. But I've played probably around a dozen games of multiplayer. And I started out not really liking it. I started out thinking, okay, I'm going to probably trade this in and get Battlefield or something. But mm-hmm. I'm really, it's, it's growing on me. Like, once you get kind of into the rhythm of how the game flows it's really good like it's a lot slower paced especially after playing the titanfall beta it's a little bit of a shake-up going to something like killzone that's very slow but it's good like i feel like the control is very tight there's a lot of depth that i didn't immediately recognize because i didn't really take the time to explore my options and it's okay. it's cool like you get you can lay down these shields you get this drone that follows you around you get these different abilities like a sprint boost you get another ability that shoots out like a shockwave around you there's a bunch of different guns you can put different attachments on them grenades and i think the coolest thing for me is the different um different game modes like it's not just team deathmatch and maybe capture the flag and domination you know it's there's mission based game modes that are really fun and I didn't play the multiplayer in Kill Zone two or three, so I don't know if they had this. But I really like it. Like what they'll do is mix in three or four different game modes together into one game and it cycles through different mission objectives to keep you engaged. Kind of like in uh Killzone Mercenary. People that have played that, it's similar to that, how it's different game modes mixed together.
1: Yeah, I think they did that in Kill Zone Three as well.
0: Okay, yeah. And uh, it's it's good and there's I mean, there's already twelve maps. Like that's a pretty good number of maps and they're really well-designed. I like the maps a lot. Um, and the obvious thing that I haven't even mentioned yet, because it's just everyone should know by now, the game is beautiful. Like it's one of the best looking games I've ever seen and it looks fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So I'm cool. liking it. I, like I said, I, yesterday I got my PS4 yesterday. Um, that was the first game I played It, wasn't really. It didn't impress me that much. But then I decided to stick with it, and I played a few more and more and more. And as I played them, I just started started growing on me. So I like it. I'm I'm not sure if I'll keep it forever. You know, I might just because it was my first PS4 game I ever bought. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's good. And I, I've heard there's a lot of issues with Battlefield 4 multiplayer on PS4 anyway.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if it's a good idea and, to, to get that.
0: And I'm not, I'm not going to buy Call of Duty Ghosts. Like, um, mm-hmm. A shout out to the guy that commented on uh, the last episode about my comment on Call of Duty. Um, sorry, I'm not a fan. Um, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to be buying that game. So if there's a shooter, I'm going to play. It's going to be Killzone on PS4. Cool.
1: So like, what about um, features like party chat? Like, how does that work? Like, say oh, man. I'm playing Chill Zone and I see you come online. Um, how do I, you know, start a party chat with you? Well,
0: see, I, I used to have a 360 back around the time it came out. Maybe well, not around the time it came. Maybe a year and a half after it came out. And party chat, well, it was a cool feature. You know, everyone that's ever had a 360, you know, they know party chat. It's finally on a Sony console. You know, it was on Vita, but it's not very easy to use on Vita. On PS4, they made it so easy. Like, no matter what you're playing, you can press the home button. goes back to your dashboard. You can go up to your party, to the party icon, invite somebody to the chat, go back to your game. When they join, you immediately start talking to them. Um, and you stay in the party no matter what you're doing. You can go into the PlayStation Store, go to Netflix, whatever, and you can talk to people. And oh, you can have great. up to eight people in the party. Uh, you can really quickly join games if you're in a party with someone. So let's say some, your friend's playing Killzone. You join a party with them, start talking to them. You can quickly join their game that way. I mean, it works great. You know, it's really, really, really fluid and just quick. So they did a really good job on the party chat.
1: That's the, that's good, too. I can't wait to try it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's just it's so cool. Like, the PS3, like, PSN, it was what it was, you know? Like, It it gave you online multiplayer, and you could download games, but it never felt like a community, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could look at your friends list, but other than that, you never really interacted with anyone you knew unless you're playing a game with that person. And so I like on PS4 how whenever you go to a game's page, it'll show you updates, you know, like what your friends have been doing in that game. There's like a little news feed-type section of different trophies and videos your friends posted, you know, the party chat features... All that different kind of stuff, like, it makes it feel like an actual community now. And I I think they did a really good job with that.
1: All I'm thinking is this is going to be a great thing when, like, because there's not many games out now for PS4, but when the RPGs start rolling out, this is going to be great for us. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we'll be able to keep an eye on each other, like, how far we've gotten in the game and everything, and we'll be able to talk to each other while we play or whatever. So it's going to be really fun.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Anything else?
0: No, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I think we covered a lot of topics on this episode. Um, Hopefully people didn't cringe too much whenever they listened to our script reading. (coughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm sure they did, but um, all I can do is apologize and ask that you listen to future episodes. I promise we're never going to read those scripts again. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't forget to leave comments down below as well. Um, Let us know what you did think of our scripts, whether you loved them or hated them. And also, if you made your own scripts, then post that in the comments too. And also, your thoughts on anything else we discussed. We definitely need more comments for Based, so
0: please Yeah, absolutely. And if you're someone listening to this and you were directed from the RPG Games Facebook page, uh, I do want to say thank you. I'm the person that posted this. So, um and if you're not, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, you should go check that out. It's, you know, a pretty pretty big page. It's got about forty thousand likes. Um, a lot of people comment on stuff there all the time. It's it's a pretty good little mini community that you should be involved with if you're a fan of the show. I'm gonna be posting all episodes of Turnbase over there, so that's another place where you can comment if you want. But we encourage people to comment on the site because obvious reasons it helps with a lot of things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will put a link to the Facebook page in the article as well, so look out for that.
0: Alright, sounds good. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with episode 32 in about two weeks. Bye.
1: Peace.